0: THE FOLLOWING PROGRAM IS SPONSORED BY FRIENDS OF LIFE OUTREACH INTERNATIONAL. GOD DOESN'T DECIDE HOW BLESSED YOU ARE, YOU DO. ACCORDING TO YOUR STANDARD OF MEASURE, I'LL MEASURE IT BACK TO YOU, OKAY? SO JESUS SAYS GIVE, AND THE CONTEXT THERE IS NOT MONEY. THE CONTEXT THERE IS ANYTHING YOU GIVE. GIVE AND IT
1: WILL BE GIVEN BACK TO YOU. DO YOU WANT A THIMBLE OR DO YOU WANT A SWIMMING POOL? Next on Life Today, author, speaker, and pastor Jimmy Evans helps you discover your path to financial freedom and learn the best and blessed principles for Money Matters.
2: excited about? We're talking about the path to financial freedom. And it ain't because the government sent you a check. It's because you learn the source and the one who directs and gives oversight appropriately. I'm James Robinson. My wife, Betty, is here. We've got a wonderful guest, Jimmy Evans. You're going to see him and hear him in a minute. And uh, he joins with our pastor at Gateway Church in Southlake, Robert Morris, who used to be on staff here, and uh, he's just a gift. And then Creflo Dollar is one of my best friends that I so appreciate and admire. And they have joined together to talk about financial freedom. I want to say something about a, a couple here. Dr. Ressler is out here. Lawrence Ressler and his wife, Sharon. And he is the president right now at East Texas Baptist University. And that's where I went. Somebody say, would you go to school? We can't tell. Well, I did. And, and anything good, I got it there and from God. And you know what? They encouraged that. And I got so busy preaching, as you know, know, and you know the school, including the president back then, Dr. Bennett said, preach, because God was just all over the place. And they always encouraged me. But this past spring, they brought me back there, and I spoke, and they surprised me and gave me an honorary doctor's degree from (laughs) East Texas Baptist (laughs) University. And I want to thank you, Dr. Ressler, thank all the faculty there, and the, the board of directors, everybody, and the student body, Welcome, uh, Jimmy Evans, to life today. Jimmy, good to see you, buddy. Dr. Robinson, Betty, how are you? And you don't, you don't have to call me doctor, okay? You just settle back there and be
0: Well, Robert Morris got an honorary doctorate, and he he asked if he could start writing prescriptions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so. I, I haven't tried that yet, okay. but I, I, we are trying to offer spiritual uh, prescriptions and the financial freedom, which God has given you such a... A wonderful insight because you're teaching on marriage and family. Uh-huh. And, and would you agree that family issues uh, that lead to divorce are often, let's say, impacted by problems financially? Mo-
0: most people uh, filing for divorce say they have financial problems. And I-, I don't believe there's any greater stress in life than financial stress. When you're under financial stress, it's every day, it's every moment. It affects you emotionally, it affects your relationships, even affects your relationship with God. You know, because when you're under financial stress, it's you know there's questions about you know what's where's going God? on with God. I mean, where's <laughs> God? Yeah, I mean, why why are you blessing other people and not me? And and one of the things that I want to talk about on this program today is God and and the question is God fair? If is God fair with us as it relates to finances? Because some people are very blessed. And you know, when we say prosperity. The the definition of prosperity is having more than enough to do God's will for your life. Say that that again. Having more than enough to do God's will for your life. Because there's only two other alternatives. And he provides that, by the way. You bet he does. He wants us to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. So the only other two alternatives to that is not having enough. Well, that's the pits. Or having just enough. Mm -hmm. So I don't have enough to give to you guys. I have just enough for me. So how can I be a blessing to other people? How can we expand the kingdom of God? How How can I help other people in need when I just have enough or I don't have enough? You see, that's what the devil wants. The devil wants us to live a life where we don't have enough, and we certainly don't have enough for somebody else. God wants us to live a life where we're a blessing. And, you know, when I say having more than enough to do God's will for your life, well, for some people that might be $50,000. But for other people that might be $500,000. It's not a certain amount of money. It's it's not like everyone gets a million dollars. What God wants for me is for me to have more than enough to do His will for my life so that I can be blessed and I can be a blessing. And I want to go back to the question I was asking, is God fair? Well, in Genesis chapter 1, there's a law uh, in the in the Bible. and We talk about it in this financial freedom series. Right. So I'm going to talk just about a, a tiny bit of it. But if a person wants to hear this whole message, it's in this financial freedom series. But in, in Genesis 1, God said to Adam and Eve, I want you to go into all the world. And I want you to fill the earth and I want you to subdue it. In the next verse, he said, see, I've given you seed. He told them what to do and then he said, seed is how you're going to do this. Well, today the earth is full uh, you know, of people. over 7 billion people. Well, it all, we're all a product of seed, our parent seed. Okay? Well, the earth is full of produce. It's all seed. And so God said to Adam and Eve, here's what I want you to do. And he said, seed is how you're going to do it. Well, in Galatians 5, the apostle Paul says, don't be deceived. God's not mocked. And that word mocked means to throw your nose up at God. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. Either good seed or bad seed. Well, so here's the issue: we all have seed. We're walking warehouses of seed, and some people feel like, well, God's not fair to me. He's giving other people some something, and He's not giving me enough. We all have seed,
2: well, and that includes more than money. It more often, be. because of financial issues, we reduce all of the wherewithal and the seed to sow, and we don't see that it could be it could be caring, it could be love, it could be time, words, it could be encouraging words. There are word seed, words, seed, words.
0: encouragement seed, sure. acceptance seed. There's all kinds of seed that we sure. sow, but here's what the Bible says, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Well, here's another way to say it. If you don't sow, you're not going to reap. And so a lot of people feel like God's being unfair to me. Okay. Well, you're, you're a product of your, of your crops that you've sown. You're whatever, wherever you're living today, however much you have or don't have, whether you have good or bad, there's a law of sowing and reaping that works. So I want to talk about farmers for just a minute. Okay, smart farmers. I come from West Texas and a bunch of smart farmers out there. Farmers, the number one rule of farming really is- smart, by the way, out there
2: to grow stuff, <laughs> You get <target laughs> the water to the crops. So that's right. And a lot of your dirt that you planted blow away. That's right. And then it gets <laughs> hailed out and it rains mud. And yet the farmers out there, some of the most successful on the they planet are. because of smart farmers.
0: Well, they don't eat their seed. The number one rule of farming is don't eat your seed. Well, you know, when you have a harvest, you know, you might eat some of your harvest. You might save some of your harvest. But you have to have enough seed to sow again. And so when Karen and I got married, uh, I had a spirit of poverty. That I, I didn't grow up in poverty, but I grew up next door to it. <laughs> and, but I had a spirit of poverty. I never expected to be wealthy. I never expected to have money. And we barely got by. Well, we met the, the year that Karen started giving to the church, we, I made $7,000 total income that year. And we went to church and there was some preacher preaching on giving. And I, I thought, I'll never come back to this church. I feel a lot more sorry for me than I do for this church. And I went home and I just thought, well, that's that. Well, Karen came up to me and said, I'd like to give money to the church. I mean, I, I thought I had an out-of-body experience. I mean, I just thought this is, I married a fanatic. She's crazy. She's going to kill us. She wanted to give $40. Well, it, might, it might have been $4 million. It didn't matter. We didn't have it. And uh, so she gave it. She gave $40 to the church. I cannot explain on a calculator what happened. The only thing I know is two things happened. A spirit of poverty was broken over us. And we began to see increase come into our lives. I didn't get any huge checks in the mail or anything like that. But we began to see an expansion of our finances that was so significant that even me with my hard heart, I realized what was happening. But the point is, we were eating all of our seed. And when we went to church that that weekend and that pastor was talking about giving, I look back. At that time, when I was so mad at that pastor, he was one of the most important men in our lives.
2: Praise God. He
0: changed the history of our lives and our children's lives. We were eating all of our seed, mm-hmm. you know. And so farmers don't sit around waiting for a harvest they hadn't planted, you know. But Christians do. We're, we're expecting something to come in. You know, we say, well, I don't have any friends. Well, how many friends' seeds have you sown? Mm-hmm. How many people have you befriended? Well, no one encourages me. How many people have you encouraged You know, because Jesus says, given it will be given to you, good measure, press down, shake it together. So number one is don't eat all your seed. You you have seed that you need to sow for a greater harvest. Number two is sow what you want to reap. If I want a friend, I need to sow sow friendship into somebody. If I want greater finances, I need to be sowing uh, into the kingdom of God. I need to be giving. And I want to say something very important. And that is, you know, James and Betty are very humble and modest people, but they're the same people behind the scenes that they are the people that you see on the set. But life outreach is phenomenal. I mean, millions and millions and millions of people's lives are being affected by this ministry. And so I've been connected with, these, with them for a long time. They're building a food center in India that's feeding millions of, of starving children in India, plus everything else they're doing around the world. Here's what I'm saying this. When you give to this ministry, you're sowing a miracle. You're not just giving money. You're, you're giving a miracle. Mm. And there are some of you, you're watching this right now. You need a miracle in your marriage. You, you need a miracle in your finances. You need a miracle in your body or someone in your family is sick. And so when you give, and you're going to get this financial freedom series, but when you give, you're not just sowing dollars. You're sowing a miracle into someone else's life. And, and I know, James and Betty, there are many, many, children and many people alive today because of life outreach i know that for a fact besides the people have been led to the lord right so whenever i'm giving to the lord whenever karen and i are giving sometimes we're you know we're just giving obediently to the lord but sometimes we have a need in our family and we'll we'll give a gift and we'll say lord we're sowing this but we don't need a financial harvest we're blessed we need a miracle for our grandchildren we need a miracle over here so when we're sowing, we're actually asking God to give us a harvest in a specific area of our lives. But, but if, when we sow, uh, whatever we're sowing, the Bible says, whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. So, so what do you want to reap? If you want a better crop, sow better seed. Okay, the number three thing is sow according to how much you want to reap. Here's what Jesus said. Given it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men will pour it back into your lap. For with your standard of measure... It will be measured to you in return. Now, see here, Here's the statement I want to make. You know, this is kind of shocking to some people. God doesn't decide how blessed you are. You do, according to your standard of measure. I'll measure it back to you. Okay. So Jesus says, "Give." In the context, there is not money. The context there is anything you give. Give and it. Will be given back to you. Whatever you're giving, and Jesus. He's talking
2: actually about forgiveness in that passage. Exactly. Too. Grace, grace,
0: mercy, how gracious mm, are you? Absolutely. How non-judgmental are you? How right. accepting are you? Mm-hmm. So he's saying, give and it will be given back according to your standard of measure. Well, see, when I'm giving to the Lord, when I'm sowing into the kingdom of God, I'm actually creating a measure that God measures it back to me with. An example is: do you want a thimble or do you want a swimming pool? When it comes time, see, in heaven, if this is simplistic, but in heaven, if I'm saying, God, give me a, a, a blessing, and God says, angel, bring me Jimmy's measure over here, and an angel walks over and comes back with a thimble, says, you know, and God <laughs> says, let me bless you, Jimmy, and, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for my blessing. You know, I, I feel this little drop. It's like, well, what was that? Uh, Mercy drop. That, that was your, <laughs> but over oh, the showers we plead. Yeah. See, I want, I want to be praying for a blessing and say, God, bless me, and God says, angel, bring me Jimmy's blessing. You say, it'll take three of us. Wow. His, his standard is so his, the standard of measure that Jimmy uses is so big. See that we create the standard that God blesses us back with. So every time I give, and so here's, here's what I love about God. Okay. The widow gave her might to the Lord and she gave more than a person that was giving a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Because it's not based on how much I'm giving, it's based on how much I have to give. Right. And so some people watching right now, you know a $100 gift or a $200 gift, that's a sacrificial gift. Sure. For another person it might be 2000 or 10000 or whatever, but all I know is this. When I'm giving to the Lord, and, and giving to the Lord means sowing into the kingdom of God to help people, okay? Physically, practically, spiritually, I'm sowing. I have a certain amount of seed in my life and if I'm just gonna tip God if I'm just gonna be very conservative and I love uh, I was reading something by Rick Warren the other day and God says we can give by reason or we can give by revelation yep. when we give by reason what it is is I have 10 and and I, I really need a lot of these for myself and so here God I'm gonna give you one or I'm gonna give you half of one or whatever giving by revelation says this God how much do you want me to give that's right and then God says I want you to give three I remember the time that Karen and I uh, were giving to a building program at our church in Amarillo. And we had been giving for many years. We loved to give. And uh, God broke through my hard heart and I loved to give. And we prayed about what to give and God said, give everything. And um, Karen came in and I said, have you been praying about their building, giving the building fund? And she said, yeah. I said, what did the Lord say to you? And she said, what did he say to you? <laughs> I said, what did he say to you? Because <laughs> he had told me to give everything. We didn't sell our house, we didn't sell our cars. We gave all the money in our bank account. We sold all of our stocks and bonds. We gave all the money in our savings account. We literally, when we gave that gift, we walked down the middle aisle of our church and we laid down a check that represented all of the cash that we had. And our dream was to have a house. We wanted to build a house. And, uh, but we we laid our dream on the altar. We gave everything we had to the Lord. Uh, Two months later, uh, Karen's parents said to us, "We don't want to. We don't want to wait until we're dead to bless y'all. Build a house, and we'll pay for it."
2: No, <laughs> oh, that's great.
0: And we live. through
2: Father. We yeah. live in our. We
0: live literally in our dream house, and I remember when we went and we laid down everything, and we got back a debt-free dream home. And so you cannot outgive God. Can
3: I ask you real quick? I know we're about to run out of time, but what about the, that? Family that says, "Okay, I've mismanaged my finances. I'm in a mess. How do I? How do I give?
0: Well, so
2: what
3: do I do?"
0: That's a great question because managing money is a part of stewardship. And I think that uh, when we get to the point where we know that we've sinned, that we repent to God, and repentance just means I changed my mind. It means I'm going to be a better steward. I'm going to be more careful in the way I get out of this. But here's the wonderful blessing about, like Malachi three, where God tells us to tithe. He says, "I will rebuke the devourer." first of all he forgives us I mean he's a forgiving he's a gracious father He, he forgives us okay the second thing he stops the devil from attacking us the third thing he says I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you can't receive that repairs all the financial problems right there when God forgives you he stops the devil from attacking you and he begins to supernaturally open the windows of heaven not only does he forgive us and repair the problem, but now we're blessed. And I know so many people. I know there's people watching, you know, you're in debt, you have financial problems, whatever. And, and Robert and Trefflo and I, the, the information that we've put together here, it will bless your life. That, what we want to do is just to help you to experience the blessing that God created you for and, and to let you know you're not a second-class citizen. You, God, God isn't against you. He's your friend. He's not your enemy. We, I, I started out behind the eight ball. But by God's grace, I mean, I would be, you know, bankrupt many times and be living, you know, w- with a spirit of poverty. But God has taught us, you know, these principles that are true for all of us. And, and my prayer, James and Betty, would be that people would really take the opportunity to get these fantastic resources. And as you're getting these resources, you're sowing into one of the most effective ministries in the world. It's reaching people all over the world and literally saving little kids' lives.
2: Do you appreciate what Jimmy's just shared with us? Boy, I think it's great. Really, really great. Let, let, me, let, me, let me just develop something here. If you just listen to me a minute. You've heard me many times say, if you want your prayers answered, be an answer to somebody's prayer. So really start thinking this way right now. This, this, is, this is Isaiah 58. It'd be good just kind of note this. Well, the day's over. The evening's over. Go read it. And in here, the chosen fast is setting you free, breaking bondage. But here's what he said. When you notice the hungry, the downtrodden, the poor, and you give to them, then he said, I will answer speedily. I will answer quickly. If you want your prayer answered, be the answer to some mother's prayer for a child that's hungry or hurting or someone in need. In other words, walk around seeking to be an answer to a prayer How about we live to be an answer to Jesus' prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done right here now. How about we pray to be one with the Father and unity as a family with one another. How about we be an answer to that prayer, watch and see what happens to the flow of God through our life, not only in provision, but in direction for everything we do. And watch how many people you're able to bless. Let me show you something right now. I believe it'll move you as much as anything you have seen in a long time. And this is precisely what we're talking about. Look and see where I can sow a seed that becomes an answer to a need in a prayer. And then let's watch what God does to enable me to continue doing that for His glory. Watch closely. I think you're going to want to be a part of this.
3: The world is passing by the seemingly unnoticed young boy and his constant companion, hunger It's a scene played out millions of times a day in a country of over 1 billion people In the midst of this crisis and the startling numbers there was a little boy from the slums of India who became an inspiration to many This is Santosh as you can see he's a uh... He's not doing very well. In fact, he's one of the most malnourished children that I've ever seen in India. This young boy right here, the first time I came in here to visit him, uh, he was being served a plate of food. Uh, he had a little plate of rice with some some dal, some uh, lentil soup on top of it. Uh, and you can see that you know, he's, he's severely malnourished. But when I came in the door, uh, he smiled and said hello. And he asked me if I would come in and share his meal with him. Uh, That's the kind of heart that this little guy has right here. Uh, He has a heart that wants to give even of the the very little bit that he has. Uh, He's a sweet boy. He's not very well right now. Uh, We're hoping to be able to feed him, nourish him, and give this child a future and a hope. Right now, the future and the hope of this child is not very good. In fact, uh, it's a pretty devastatingly bleak situation, as you can see. This here, sad to say, is a a real picture of what's happening in this nation right now. There's so many children that are sick, so many children that are malnourished, so many children that are abandoned. Disease has taken a hold of them, disease has taken their mom and dad. Because of poverty, because of all of these uh, conditions, uh, they're suffering. Please prayerfully consider partnering with us uh, so that we can give hope and life to children just like Santosh.
2: Well, i tell you, I'm just looking at a miracle. The missionary, Dwayne Wehunt, came here from Baylor for a Bible study and got saved. Now he's a missionary in India and our partner. That little boy, Santosh, he moved us as deeply as anything we've ever seen. And I, I, I regret to tell you that, that Santush died. He was sitting with Kathy Tricoli and her heart broke when he picked up a picture and pointed and, and talked about it was his daddy, his papa, and his daddy had died. Santosh died shortly thereafter. One in three malnourished children in the world are in India. Now, we started just like where Mother Teresa was being the hands of Jesus and showing them Jesus and feeding those children. Well, we've, we've just kept going in those areas. But we've reached a place, Betty, where right now we've got 5,000. Because see, most of our feeding has been in Africa where it's been crisis after crisis. Drought, horrible things happening, so much death. and And we've been able to save eight or nine million lives that the governments have reported We saved their lives. Praise God for that, because we've reached even more than that for Christ. In India, we've reached over 10 million people who've accepted Christ. But Betty, we've we've been taking children that were being trafficked. We've built children's homes. Here's what we need. We need a food factory. And we've got to have over $2 million for that food factory. And here's what it'll do if you'll help us build it right now. We want to send you the financial freedom series. And we're asking you make a gift. We, We really don't sell product. We ask you to make a gift to be an answer to prayer and meet a need and be a miracle worker. Literally, be a miracle. Be a part of it. And we're going to send you something that will open uh, miraculous blessings in your life with an understanding of how God wants to flow the river of his life and love through you freely. And we just release it. So what we're going to ask you to do is help us build that center. And we need a miracle. Here's we, As we end a year and begin a year, What a way to close out a year. A lot of you get advantage, great year-end gifts. It'll help you. But thank God we can do that. We should have credit for that. But also, as you begin the new year, how about we begin it by sowing the best possible seed? Would you help us build that center? Let Let me give you an example. If you made a gift of $40, and we'll send you the audio tapes, if you'll do that. you make a gift of $120, we'll send you all of the material and the books that are part of the series. And a gift of $1,200 will send you all of that plus the beautiful glass sculpture, the blessing. But here's what I want you to know. This is what's going to happen. Your $40 gift or $120 gift or $1,200 gift will be multiplied 10 times in its impact. That $40 will have a $400 impact. That $120 will have a $1,200 impact because we'll go from $5,000 to $50,000 that we're able to feed. You're going to save the little boys and girls like Santosh. You're going to save entire families. Father, I pray everyone watching right now will go to the phone or go online and say, "Here is my gift of love and life, and sow the seed you put on their heart." In Jesus' name, would you right now dial the number? You've got a broken heart. It's a prayer line that love paid for. It's 800 number, because we love you and someone helps us reach out to you. But would you reach out today and say, "I want to be part of a miracle. I want to be an answer to a prayer. I want to save a life." And point them to the source of life, Jesus and His love. Make the best gift you can for the glory of God. Would you do that? Ask for the gifts that we have for you to bless you, and we're so happy to send them to you. You can go online, lifetoday.org, or go and dial the number, use your bank card like a check. That's how you should use it all the time. Thank you for making that gift. If you write a check, call us and tell us what you're putting in the mail. Make it to life. That's what you're giving
1: hunger, malnutrition, starvation, all global concerns, especially for children and for the families who have to watch them needlessly suffer. With your support, Life will complete construction on our first food factory in India. Once completed, the factory will go from producing 5,000 meals per day to 50,000 meals per day, helping to feed 10 times more hungry children. That means your gift of $40 will have a 10 times impact of $400. A gift of $120 will have a 10 times impact of $1,200. And your generous gift of $1,200 will have a 10 times impact of $12,000. With your gift of $40 or more, request the audio and video series, Your Path to Financial Freedom. In this series, Jimmy Evans, Preflow Dollar, and Robert Morris team up to deliver real answers for your financial freedom from a biblical perspective. The package, available in CD and DVD, or optional flash drive, also includes Jimmy Evans' booklet, Blessed and Financially Free. With your gift of $120 or more, you'll receive your path to financial freedom, along with Robert Morris's book, The Blessed Life, and Creflo Dollar's book, The Holy Spirit, Your Financial Advisor. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 or more and have a final opportunity to request our commemorative glass sculpture, The Blessing. This is The Last Week. Please call, write, or make your gift online today.
0: Jesus says, give an it. And what it means is anything. Anything you give, this, is, this promise is for anything. Love, blessing, prayers, encouragement, financial blessing, whatever it is that you give. He says, it's going to come back to you. When you give to the Lord, it's going to come back to you according to your standard of measure. Now listen to what I'm about to say now. Listen to what I'm about to say. I'm about to slap your brain. Can I slap your brain? I'll be gentle. I'm going to slap your brain. Listen to what I'm about to say. God doesn't decide how blessed you are, you do.
2: Betty and I want to say thank you for sowing a seed of love, sowing a miracle like Jimmy Evans said. We're anxious to send you all the material and help you walk the path to financial freedom. Would all of you here, who are gonna walk this path, and who are gonna be part of a miracle, would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Jimmy Evans for being a blessing to appreciate this is great. You are a blessing, thank you. Thank all of you so much. Thank you, I wish I could give you a hug. Let us put something in your life, that not only change your life, but all the people you'll be able to touch. Thank you. <laughs> Being in Hollywood
1: got me connected to life outside of the four walls of church. Former contestant on NBC's The Voice, Anthony Evans, next week. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.